Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for all of us, we have God with us on this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make things too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. Today I'll be reading from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1-10. through 10. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you, Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls aground like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. That is a powerful 10 verses in First Peter that he's writing to the elders. At this point in my church, I'm getting old enough that I'm becoming an elder. I'm experienced enough that I work with enough people that people actually look up to me, which is, I never feel worthy of that, but I know God has set me on that path. Before I go any farther, I do want to give just sort of a disclaimer. Today, I will be talking about an event that happened this week that might scare some people. So you might want to, if you listen to this with your children, you might want to preview it, preview my story before you share it with them. My children both know the story at the ages of 10 and 13. They were there. They were part of it. And they're not scared, but every child is different, as I know as a teacher. So I just thought I would give that to preface before I continue on. So I go to a church in Northern Virginia. And the church is located about 30 minutes outside of D.C., give or take. We are a church that has about 3,000 attendees a week or so. So I guess that qualifies us as a mega church. It doesn't feel that big because I know people within the church. I have a connection with groups, and I think that's super important to church. And we'll talk about that other weeks. We also are so close to D.C. that many people within our church work in government, are part of the Secret Service, are part of organizations I can't even be known to know that they work for. That kind of stuff is going on. So this Sunday I was at church and my son and I were greeting. We greeted at, there's two entrances where greeters go. We were at the back entrance where it's a little bit of a, a lower group of people to come through, not as many people. So we talked to a couple people as they came through. And then when our 
during the service, we went in, sat around, and we were just hanging out. And I was talking to one of the pastor's sons, and we just noticed out front there was an extra cop car and didn't think a thing about it. He's like, I wonder what that is. And he wanders that way just to look around. And I went and sat with my son and talked to a couple of friends. And then we went ahead and greeted and came home, watched a little football. Little did I know what was going on. Later on that night, I heard from a buddy. He said, I hear there's, there was an event that went on at your church. I said, I have no clue what's going on. I said, I saw a police car out front. And I'm not going to go into too many details, but the long story short is there was a man who decided he wanted to take lives. He walked into our church, sat in our sanctuary, actually came through the doors where my son and I were. And I believe it was right before we went to our post. So we did not see him. He had it in his heart to do harm. He wanted to get people that worked for the government. He was angry at God. And he was going to go into a church he didn't know and take out that anger. He was hurting. He came in, sat down, actually about four people over from one of my friends. But the moment he walked into our building, our security noticed something wasn't quite right about him. It was raining and he walked in with sunglasses and a hoodie. That's kind of a giveaway. So they were following him around, keeping an eye. We have security that is professional police, professional secrets, and so in retired military. So they have this down to a T. They are top notch. They are amazing Christians, amazing protectors, amazing men and women. So they just were nearby, walked around with him, kept an eye. Didn't say a thing because he had done nothing. I'm sure they've had other people that have walked through. They keep an eye on because they want to make sure that all of us are safe. They watched him. I had another friend who was in the sanctuary where he had sat down. He tried to walk to the top to get out the doors at the top that were locked. Then he walked back down the bottom and out. He was there during the service. The security followed him. Took he followed him out front, escorted him out front, where the local police department apprehended him. He had made threats to take lives at our church. He intended to do harm to Christians, to government people. You can read more of the story on any news stations in the country, from NBC to ABC to Fox to CNN to Fox News and so forth. No matter what you listen to, it was on there. But nothing happened. I didn't even know it happened till my friend who didn't go to our church asked me about it. And the more I learned this, the more, the more insane the story gets. This could have been terrible. We could have been a statistic. There are terrible events in this country. We live in a time that's different than other times. But the interesting thing is, I'm not scared. God is there with us. I chose this scripture today because of verse 8. The scripture, there's so much in this scripture to unpack. Be shepherds of God's flock. 
Take care of his flock. Be there for him. That's what the security was doing for us. There are different ways of shepherding. There's shepherd and teaching. There's shepherd and protecting, like literally protecting. Because they were willing. They were eager to serve. They stepped up. They spent their Sundays doing a job they do all week to make sure we're safe. And they're examples to us. Our leaders within the church could have been angry. But they set examples of love after the event. Verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This was nothing more than Satan trying to sow fear into a church that is powerful right now. We are getting ready to celebrate 20 years. This, As I'm recording this, the weekend that I'm recording this, the end of September 2023 is 20 years that my church has been serving the Lord. It is a strong and growing and powerful church. We are serving the community. We are loving on people. Satan knew that. He whispered into this individual's ear. This individual made plans. Satan is around every corner. A lot of people think, well, that, that violence and stuff, that only happens in the Middle East. It's starting to come and become more prominent in our country. We've heard of it around the world, but it's coming here. And there's only one reason why. I've said it. Satan's seeing the power of God. God's power is growing. We think it's dwindling. No, no, no. There's people that are questioning. God's power doesn't dwindle. It's us that might be that are dwindling. It's us in our ways of demonstrating our faith. God does not dwindle. Satan wants to destroy. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That's Satan. That's what Jesus is talking about there. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. But guess what? We have something better. Let's finish that verse. That's just the first part. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus doesn't come to kill, to steal, to destroy. He gives life. Jesus is love. Our church is filled with love. There are people praying and loving on others. As people come into the church, where the door, if we'd have been there five minutes early, he would have seen a 10-year-old boy smile, greet, welcome, and show love to church. I think I'm supposed to have been freaking out and scared that my son and I were in this situation. But I wasn't. Might be my naivety, but it might also be that my faith in God knows that God has a plan. If it's my time to go and I'm going to do it while I'm there serving for God, then that's his plan. Do I want that to happen with me and my son? No. My daughter was serving with little kids. She was about the safest person in the church in the top corner. They know how to do lockdown. They know how to be safety. We are protecting our children in there. 
but I'm not going to live in fear. Satan wants me to live in fear. That is not happening. He is fear. That's Satan. We need to be alert of that thief. I was talking to someone at work today, talking about the incident. People have, I've been getting texts all week, like almost had a blanket statement. I started sending people and the statement really says that God was there. Our security is top notch. The local police department did amazing things. I talked to someone today saying it was almost kind of like thinking about this guy. It's like an old Tom and Jerry cartoon where you have the angel on one side and the devil on the other shoulder. That's sort of what was going on with him. He walked into our sanctuary. He sat down. He walked out. Nothing happened. I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't know. All this is in the news stories. And I believe with all my heart that God touched his heart. And he realized he couldn't do it. He listened. There's that, those two little cartoon beings on his shoulder. Satan whispers into your ear. God talks to your heart. Satan doesn't, can't do your heart. He just whispers in. You choose if you listen. Flick him off. That man didn't do the terrible thing he'd planned. He never even pulled anything out. He just walked around. When he was outside, he submitted to authority. Now, some will say to me, well, but, but others have. Does that mean that God didn't touch their hearts because he wanted that to happen at that church? No. Satan is evil, and there is evil in some, and there will be, unfortunately, tragedies. It doesn't make my church any better than any other church in this world or country in that aspect. I believe it, this guy could have been crying for help. He literally, prior to this, posted pictures of our church. The internet exists these days, so unless people don't know, it gets flagged quick. And that's how everything went down and how people knew where he was from the law enforcement perspective and got to where we were. That sounds like a cry for help to me. He was angry with God was part of what I heard. And if you are angry with God, you believe there is a God. I believe there is a God. Am I angry with God sometimes? Yeah. There are things that happen. I'm like, God, why did that happen? That dude was angry, but he was crying for help. We loved as he went through. I don't think he walked through any part of our building where there wasn't somebody greeting with a smile. He came by us. The two people before me are spectacular humans as well. They were smiling and greeting us as we came to greet at the door. You go farther in, there's somebody standing at the baptismal. They are greeting with smiles as you walk by. You walk farther and you walk into the sanctuary. There are greeters at the door greeting you as you come in, welcoming you. For another three steps in, there are people greeting. Here's a guy that I give a fist pump to every Sunday. That's his job. He just stands there, fist pumps me. Another two people, they're greeting you and ushering you to where you're going. And 99 times out of 100, you walk up the steps, someone's going to smile at you and greet you as you're walking up the steps. That's God's love. That's what we promote. That's what we are there for. That's what God asks us to do. We are to love on everybody. My small group met the night after. 
we talked about the incident we used as part of our discussion on how we are being ambassadors for Christ in our lives for our kids. And we stopped and we prayed for him. That's love. It's easy to pray for our friends. Jesus said that. But to love your enemies, to love your enemies, to pray for people that meant harm to you. That's the challenge he gave us. That's one of the biggest challenges he laid upon us. We are to be Christ's hands and feet and mouth and hearts and being in this world. We have the spirit in us to show love. I will not be afraid. I will love for him, with him, through him, and be his love in this world. That is what the world needs. I do it every day to all the kiddos that I see as a teacher. They know I love them. They know everything I do for them. I tell them as much. People that I see, I greet with joy. Even when I'm feeling down in the dumps, I still show them that love. The title of this episode in lowercase letters says, The Enemy. In capital letters, it says, Won't Win. It's that simple, guys. The Enemy Won't Win. We're in a spiritual battle. Satan is out to stop us. But we have something so much more powerful for this battle. We have Jesus. We have no need to fear. We need to just love. 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 That's it. Love. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you. Thank you for an averted crisis. Thank you for the amazingness that your love shines through us. Thank you for a powerful, protective church that I'm part of. Thank you for your son who came for us. Thank you that selfishly my son and I were safe. My daughter and the other side was safe. Thank you. And give us the strength to be your love. To not be the anger in the world. To be your light in this world. There is no other there's no other hope except in you. Give us that strength. Help us to delve into your world, word and help us to just continue to listen to you, to know that you are God, that your son came, died on the cross for each and every one of us. Every one of us, not just the three of us over here, the four in my family, every single human in the history of this world. Help us to know that, appreciate that, and show that to all we see. Help me this Sunday when I'm standing at that door as we celebrate 20 years to show that love, to greet people with the smiles they come in. Some are going to be scared, and they need to see that love that only you give. Shine it through me and the others. Help everybody who's not at my church, at another church. We are all family in Christ to think about that, to show that love as well. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Make these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
One note that I didn't say that I really wanted to say is the amazing thing about this story is you can find it anywhere on the news as I mentioned earlier. I've looked across the news stories, except for the people in the comments who are always, you know, trolling on the internet. The news stories are not divisive on this story. How many times do you see this? They're talking about the amazingness of people that came together to find someone who made a threat of harm and it led to police officers helping a church to avert a crisis. That's amazing. That doesn't happen without God. I just want you to know that it doesn't happen without God. So I got challenged for you this week. Satan's trying to put that fear in there. Where are you fearful? Where are you in need of giving extra love? Pray over that area. Be intentional. Lay it before God. Thank you for listening. I just have to pause here. This has been a hard one. This is one that's just getting stuff out of my heart today. And I thank you for just listening this week. Sorry if I ran long. But I do want to say hey to my friends on Kingdom Praise Radio. Love it, love it, love it. I've been talking to Kenra. We are growing. There is awesome stuff going on. If you don't listen, check it out. www.kingdompraiseradio.com It is an amazing site. As I always say, my son says it's the music of angels. Check it out. If you're listening on Kingdom Praise Radio, check out my podcast site. I pop up anywhere podcasts are available. Give me a like. Give me a follow. Share it with friends. I share it with my friends and they all share it with anybody they like because it's not about me being more popular. I make zero dollars doing this. I do this in my free time for fun because I love you. And I just ask you to help me share the word. I love all you guys. Have a magnificent week. God bless. <laughs>